Good Monday morning to each and every one. This is Chris. You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. The announcements for today and the coming week are as follows. Tuesday night, Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m., please be so kind as to join Apostle Wallace and the Word and Power Ministry family as Apostle Wallace leads us into another episode of Bible Study, Identity Theft. It's going to be awesome. I caught it last week. It was wonderful. It's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. You can either go to the Ignite Movement Facebook page and see it or search for Word and Power in the search bar in Facebook. And you join us. All are welcome on Wednesday night at midnight. Join us as Ignite Movement conducts its weekly Wednesday midnight prayer call. It is always awesome. It is always wonderful. Everybody is welcome to join the line and pray with us. You dial 515-604-9094. The code is 692-608-467. Every Wednesday midnight Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can send your prayer request to ignitepray at gmail.com. Also, be so kind as to join Apostle Pettigen and the Transformation Nation Center family as on uh, the 16th of September, the third Monday of every month. Uh, Transformation Radio presents Off the Chain, where they're having their first guest speaker, a spiritualist and thought provoker. You go to www.cliftonpettigen.com forward slash Transformation Radio. They will also be having this month's webinar on September 21st, discussing the importance of constructing a plan that attracts the new you you desire. You can register at www.cliftonpettigen.com forward slash webinars. September the 22nd, virtual book club meeting. You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash stagnation to transformation. And at the end of the month, Transformation Radio will have their monthly uh, show that they have a guest speaker. And be sure to go to Transformation Radio to find out more information. You can either go to www.cliftonpettigen.com forward slash transformation radio and obtain all of the pertinent details. Please be so kind as to know you are welcome to attend, to participate in every single ministry, every single event that we have. You are more than welcome to access those sites on Facebook or go to those events uh, and, and or listen to them online and pray with us every Wednesday night. Hope to hear you on the line. Today, we're going to be talking about the Good Shepherd how it's used in scripture, what it meant in scripture, the significance of the relationship, why does the scripture verse say, I am the good shepherd twice, and what it means for our everyday life. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some tea. You go get some coffee and a snack, and I'll be right back, and we'll dive in a little bit deeper and talk about it more. Talk to you soon. Today's uh, scripture verse reads as 
follows. It says, hang on, let me get it. Got it. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not know the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's the hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. And that is John 10, 11 through 18. And as I stated earlier, we're going to be talking about Sheep and shepherds, how it's used in the scriptures, what it meant, the significance of it, and what it means for our everyday life. Historically, in the context of the verses that I read for you today, sheep and shepherds are a large part of the world, especially in biblical times. And here's what that means. Um, Jacob, Joseph, Isaac and his brothers, David and his brothers, the sons of Jesse, were all shepherds among a long list of others. And this is because sheep were everywhere. And sheep weren't just eaten and sacrificed, but they were appropriated for all kinds of uses. For example, sheep skin was turned into containers for wine and water, clothing, coverings, and parchments to write upon. Sheep bones and horns were made into writing utensils. They were a part of life. And also, for example, the reference of sheep and shepherds is used throughout the Old Testament. God, Yahweh, uses the metaphor of this uh, of sheep and shepherd to reference his people and himself throughout the Old Testament. For example, consider the following scriptures. Psalms 23, 1 through 2a reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Or perhaps there's a reference in Micah 2, 12 through 13 that says, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will gather the remnant of Israel. I will set them together like sheep in a fold, like flock in its pasture, a noisy multitude of men. He who opens the breach upon, excuse me, he who opens, he who opens the breach goes up before them. They break through and pass the gate going out by it. The king passes on before them, the Lord at their head. Or in Ezekiel 34, 13 through 15, it references shepherd and sheep when it says, and I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravens and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pastures they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God.
And these are, you know, brought up because they illustrate examples of sheep and shepherd represented in the scriptures. In the verse today that I read from you, which is John 10, 11 through 18, the statement, I will be your shepherd is said twice. Why is it said twice? The reason that it is said twice is because Jesus is the fulfillment of the good shepherd. He is God in flesh coming to gather his people and shepherd them for all eternity. But the other question is, what makes, you know, Jesus the good shepherd? I know we've just read that Jesus is saying, or in the scripture it says, I will be your shepherd, said twice. You know, but what makes, what makes, you know, Jesus the good shepherd? As I just said, Jesus is the fulfillment of the good shepherd. And the reason that Jesus is a good shepherd or what makes Jesus a good shepherd is that he gives us three marks in this text. One, he knows his sheep. Two, he protects his sheep. And three, he provides for his sheep. I'll say that again. He gives us three marks in the text to let us know the answer to this question. One, he knows his sheep. Two, he protects his sheep. Three, provides for his sheep. And, you know, we're thinking about this scripture and we're talking about shepherd and sheep here's what we know for sure shepherds could have up to 100 sheep in their fold a shepherd their role would be to sleep in the sheep fold with the sheep there could be up to nine or ten shepherds with their sheep all coming into the sheep fold one shepherd would stay behind in the fold he was called the porter he would lay his body across the opening of the sheepfold so that he would become the door of the fold, the protector. Everyone had to pass through him to get in. No stranger could enter. In the morning when the shepherds came back from town to claim their flock of sheep, the porter would confirm that each shepherd was one of the true shepherds of one of the flocks inside and then would allow him to pass inside. The shepherd would then call his sheep. Only the sheep who knew that shepherd's voice, would recognize it and follow it. What does this mean for our lives today or in present tense? It means the following. This in itself, though I know I've talked a lot about sheep and shepherds and the number of times that it's referenced in the Old Testament, and here we are in the New Testament and we're talking about it again, it is more than a biblical analogy. It is a testimony of how the Father sees Jesus' relationship with us. A shepherd is more than a steward of property or people. It's also more than a warrior or a hired hand. When Jesus tells us that he is our shepherd, he is telling us about his guardianship over us. A shepherd watches over his sheep with protection and more than that, devotion. It's about devotion. Why do I say that? Because a shepherd sits with his sheep, rain or shine, danger or peace. The Lord is showing us in scripture that he is devoted to us. He wants more from his relationship with us than a servant and a master. He wants a devotion of the heart that is more than just bought and paid for loyalty. Our returned devotion to him is something that is essential to life in the spirit. Spending time soaking in God's presence in devotional worship, devotional time is how we cultivate peace. It's how we learn to 
hear his voice. I'd even venture to say it's how we strengthen our relationship. And when I say strengthen, I mean we get deeper in it because we're spending more time doing it. Why do I say that? Because it is in the stillness and peace that God begins to speak. Remember, when you're hearing about, you know, God speaking and his voice, it wasn't in the whirlwind and it wasn't in the thunder. It was in the still and the quiet. Be still and know that he is God. Remember, that's the scripture that they often say that. Rest there. Live there. Connect there. Steal the clamoring of your thoughts. We all have a background conversation in our mind that either feeds our fears or lifts our spirits. Stillness promotes consciousness of Abba. And today I just want to encourage you to think about that and to take some time for devotion to the Lord. Sit in a quiet place, in your home, turn off your cell phone, limit your distractions, put some worship music on, steal your mind. And as you do, you will begin to feel his kindness, joy, and peace as they take you into an exclusive and very personal place of fellowship, a devotional relationship with Abba. It's a gift that allows to walk with him no matter the circumstance. It's a gift that allows us to go in deeper places, to gain greater understanding, to gain greater revelation, to get to drink of the fullness that he provides. That's all I have for today. I thank you so much for listening. I hope it's encouraged your spirit, uplifted your soul. I hope you have a great rest of your week. You can always reach out to the podcast by sending your email feedback and prayer requests to encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com. Talk to y'all next time. Y'all have a great week.